ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Delusions of Pandora. I'm David Stregge, and here is my next review. It is later than you think. Welcome to the forest as we welcome you to listen to our mad discussions and hope that stupefy they may even make you love them but will definitely <laughs> have a good time Welcome to Delusions of Grandeur.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. I am your host, David Streggy, and here I have my counterpart today, uh, Septum Sim. Welcome, Septum. Oh, well, glad to be here. Um, uh, pardon the cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, gay man. So uh, the reason why I invited you on is uh, we, uh, we haven't exactly done a review together yet, so... Um, um, I figured we'd start with a newer film uh, that uh, that hasn't exactly been given to larger audiences, and uh, I figured I'd share it with uh, with, with you. And uh, I have some merchandise to share with the audience that came with the campaign as well. So uh, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, describe the uh, or describe what you saw. <laughs> I have a, I have one prop, and I will uh, show you what I thought. Um, it is when I saw those. When I saw this movie, something came to mind uh, from me, and that was this series. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Killing Series. And of course, uh, the movie that we're talking about being House Shark, I believe, is the uh, title. Correct. And uh, that's really uh, what came to mind when I saw it, um, that sort of humor. It also reminded me, I knew somebody in college. To call them a friend, well, that would be uh, a stretch. <laughs> but uh, this friend had a sense of humor, but it was a sense of humor that you weren't quite certain whether he was being serious or not. <laughs> Even though he would say some of the more absurd things, you weren't quite certain, because sometimes he was right on, as far as what he wanted. And that's kind of the feel I got from this film's humor. Okay. Um, so, now, uh, um, I, uh, I tasked you to watch The uh, Night of Something Strange, which uh, is actually by uh, a, a different director, but, uh, but it, it works with the uh, with the guy who directed this film, um, which um, uh, evidently these two go back and forth. They work for Sub Rosa Cinema, and uh, um, Jonathan Strayton is the name of the guy, uh, guy directing Night of Something Strange. Now, I know that we're we're going to try to focus upon uh, House Shark today, but um, what were your thoughts on that film? Well, I saw one thing that tied them both together. They both used that vending machine statistic. Okay. <laughs> because at one point in both films, the guy was like, you know how many people get killed vending machines? <laughs> I just thought to myself, that's an odd connection. <laughs> okay. Um, though, otherwise, I consider them two very different films. Um, yeah. I mean... One was definitely trying hard to be a semi-serious horror film. Okay. It, had, it had its moments where I would say weren't so serious, but uh, I, you know, for the most part, I felt like it was taking itself very seriously. Whereas, House Shark, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're you're saying that uh, you can't exactly take House Shark seriously in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. It, it's like the film uh, Dick Shark. Uh, it, you, can't really, uh, you can't really take a film like that entirely seriously, and filmmakers know this. 
And that's how they treated the film. I mean, uh, in fact, I'm still waiting for Dick Nato to come out. <laughs> but uh, in any case, uh, um, uh, so uh, we have we have a beginning of the uh, the story where where we have a we have a house that is sitting well we don't exactly know where but it's evidently on a on a relatively you know retail market of sorts but uh, at least not until after you know certain events happen so uh, what do you think of the uh, the uh, the father character in our story. Well, uh, he started out uh, seemingly like a, a normal individual, but uh, as you go through the story, uh, he becomes slightly, well, no, there's no slightly, very much less so. Um, a lot of the leaps of logic in this movie that make no sense usually start from that launch pad, the, the launch pad of the father uh, being a little bit off the wall. Well, before we get too much into uh, more serious discussion, I'm going to show the audience a few of the things that came with the campaign. And actually, um, for those of you that didn't have anything to do with the, com the campaign, uh, it came, uh, now you could actually get this in a Blu-ray set or a DVD set. Um, it comes with this uh, particular, you know, cover. Uh, cover. It comes with a slipcase, and it comes with, you know, a two-disc set. You got the, you got the uh, the first disc, which has the feature, and then you've got the bonus disc, which has some, you know, uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, whatnot, extras. So, uh, but um, also what came with this were of, uh, of course they, uh, anything when you uh, put money into a campaign uh, such as this now back in November they actually did a campaign for it uh, and then they opened up the campaign again for when the, uh, the discs came out so uh, it wasn't the first time that, uh, that I was able to uh, contribute it was actually the second time that they opened it up now it came with this nifty house shark pin. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, came with uh, a set of trading cards, which uh, I don't know if the light can see it or whatnot, uh, which you could almost uh, think of them as, um, you know, uh, marketing cards, uh, uh, which they would pass out at the theaters back in the day. And, of course, they came with, you know, the regular kind of stickers, a patch you could probably put, uh, put on, uh, 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 like, a biker uh, a biker uniform. In fact, I believe you could actually buy a leather jacket in the campaign that you could actually stick this on or something like that. But they, uh, they uh, came with, uh, you know, a smaller poster of it. But then separately, uh, separately, uh, this, this large, gigantic thing came. And uh, I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? So uh, I opened it up, and 
it has two sets of two different posters. Mm. The one, yes, it, uh, the one is uh, one uh, a smaller one of uh, that poster that I just showed you, and uh, the other is actually of uh, the the uh, scene that you see on the house shark uh, slipcover. And, uh, and uh, let me tell you, this poster is actually relatively huge. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because uh, bo uh, both this and the posters are signed by the cast and the, the director. So th this was something, you know, cool collector's th thing. Uh, I'm just saying that um, uh, before we get into this madness of the film, because, uh, 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 you know, the, these are some of the perks that came with, and I wanted to share uh, some of these things that came with, because I, I, even even if you think this film is fucked up, <laughs> even if you think this film is fucked up, you got to think about the marketing behind it. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, so, in theory, you could make a leather jacket, put the patch on, and then you could form, like, a biker gang called the House Sharks. Yeah, or something like that, you know, and uh, do your own um, trauma version of uh, the West Side Story or something like that, you know. I could see that happening. <laughs> I actually thought that the movie overall was really good, and it did have a lot of fun to it. Me, I mean, I, I tend to specialize a lot in these type of you know, sort of B-movies. Um, X-Strike Studios is one that I keep uh, pushing, even though they're they're kind of out of business right now. Though they have been talking recently about uh, doing some comeback work. Uh, but that's another studio that kind of reminded me of that level of humor. Though, as I said, Thanks Killing did remind me of the humor the, the most. That was the closest reference I could think of in recent times. Okay. Yeah, I still have to pick those up myself, um, but I do have copies around here somewhere, so. <laughs> and, uh, for the most part, as I said, I really did enjoy it, um, but there's there's a big difference, and I can actually point to both of these and, and show that difference in a way, because Thanksgiving itself is 66 minutes. <laughs> Fairly short film. Yeah. But it gets to the point... It's hilarious. The humor is on point. Thanks, Killing Three, and actually jumping from one to three, there is part of the um, funny, uh, funny part of this film <laughs> is uh, ninety-nine minutes, so a tad longer. And believe it or not, uh, um, a while back, I remember seeing that the, uh, there was a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo campaign for a third film in that franchise. Oh, so I, I I don't know when it's going to come out or, or what uh, whatnot, but uh, I know eventually we'll probably hear something about it. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> but one of the thing, but of course the uh, the um, the biggest drawback from this film, and I still say this is the biggest thing, is the length. Because remember, I said sixty six ninety nine. Well. 
this film, House Shark, is 151 minutes and yeah, 151 minutes. Sorry, 151 minutes and like 100. And, and kid me not, wasn't there a moment where there was just a lot of lot of dialogue? Yeah, I feel like they really concentrated on some of the characters going back and forth, um, and maybe even trying to learn or flesh out <laughs> characters. But I felt like that backfired on certain ones like the uh abraham lincoln like character i felt like in short bits he was more tolerable but uh as he went on i, I felt very annoyed by his presence on the screen towards the end <laughs> well, uh, you gotta admit his character was kind of like a combination oh, like if abe lincoln and uh captain ahab from moby dick and they kind of had like a gay love child, and suddenly uh, uh, this guy was bored. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting character. I just felt like uh, the over. I think he was oversaturated for in that, and I think that's what detracted. As I and, said, uh, for some reason, uh, that that fake beard just was not doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted it to be a little bit more real looking. Uh, you know, it, uh, it, otherwise, you know, uh, when he was had to touch people, uh, yeah. that that was his thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when he had to touch the uh, people, then that beard was a little bit distracting. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, the, I thought that the film was very well done. I thought so too, uh, especially the very beginning, and um, uh, yeah. Uh, you can tell that the shark, you know, uh, was fake once it came out. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you have to, you have to roll with the ride uh, that they give you. You know, it's it's kind of like a carnival ride. Okay, here's the fake shark. Now run. That's about the humor. It's about absurdity. That. I mean, they made that very plain. There were many minutes to where you had to sit and think to your brain, okay, this is not a logical progression of events and you cannot you can't think logically <coughs> level of humor and as i said back to where i said at the beginning about that friend of my well okay again not friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> who uh that, that just that sense of humor where you're quite not you're not quite certain as to whether they're making a joke or not it almost had that where you almost trapped into looking at that as a re as reality but then you have to pull yourself back away from it, and and I say, and I don't and I thought I consider that actually a, a unique aspect that separates it from the ones I mentioned. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of because you know, I mentioned uh, Dick Shark actually earlier on. That thing is three hours long, so I can't help but wonder if that's going to be any good or not at that point. Uh, by the time I get to the end of the second hour, I'm sure I'm going to be. More waiting for it to end <laughs> than anything else. I hear you. And some movies, you know, it depends upon the length and 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 how it's paced. I mean, some people enjoy the sl uh, slowness sometimes, but uh, but to me, I enjoy a relatively more fast-paced uh, my, uh, myself. Uh, you want a movie to get to a point. You, you don't want it to go off kilter, uh, 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 you know, too much. 
uh, you, you know, you want, you want to get your point across that you, or maybe it was just, you know, a movie to be silly and just plain stupid in. Uh, 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 although, you got to admit, there were some pretty cool effects. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought it was, as I said, I have no, that's my, that's my complaint with it, is the, is the length. Um, once, I figure if you, if the, every problem, most every problem in the film, I thought, could be solved by cutting about 20 minutes. That's all I would say. 20 minutes out of the film, get a little bit of that waste, tighten up the dialogue. Uh, I think that, that the movie would be uh, excellent at that point. Because, I mean, the special effects were hilarious. I mean, the, I, I love the shark just because the thing had hands. It had, it had, a, it had like, lasers. <laughs> lasers. <laughs> It, I mean, I don't know if you got that reference, but I'm pretty sure that's what the biological engineered shark. <laughs> I mean, uh, to me, that, that went right back to the Austin Powers reference. Sharks with freaking lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure that somebody from this uh, this film actually thought about about that particular, you know, uh, line from Austin Powers. You never know. So... Mm-hmm. But in any case, um, do you think that um, uh, do you think that uh, this this could be widely liked by a lot of people? Well, I think it'll gain a good cult following. Uh, I mean, films like this, I believe, always have an audience. I mean, there's there's always got to be somebody like myself or people who who love that sort of humor <coughs> will find this film highly entertaining. <laughs> now, uh, do you get a sense that maybe uh, there uh, there might be a, um, a second uh, feature in there for this? Oh, I think they're certainly setting it up for one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, and uh, and uh, I guess we'll definitely have to see what happens uh, in the in the future. Now, uh, there. Are, are many films that are coming out from this uh, uh, company, whether it be uh, being distributor-wise or from the director himself. So, uh, if you if, if you like this kind of film, definitely uh, check this film out. Like and dis- uh, and subscribe to this channel as well as Septim Sims' channel that he uh, runs. This uh, same episode is probably going to end up on his uh, uh, channel. So. Uh, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our little dialogue here. And uh, uh, well, what do you think? Uh, do you think there's anything more to say about this film? For for those of you who love the physical media, it is coming out in July. Um, I know because I have pre-ordered it. Amazon has it reduced to ten dollars as a pre-order right now. So. Uh, if you want to get a hold of this movie, as I will, and uh, and I plan on doing once I get a hold of it, I plan to re-examine it again. <laughs> get a maybe get a few shots in there or something like that, um, and just do a full out examination of it. Go through the commentaries, look at the special features if there's any included in that version, and uh, then um, come back to it to get a perspective. Um, but if this is being watched on, of course, my channel, uh, to check out the Inside Movies Galore channel, and uh, there will be a link 
down below to that channel um, as well. Cool. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you have found that, uh, that this has been insightful. Uh, um, uh, again, we just go on and, and uh, talk about these films so that people can know about them and, and enjoy them in their own right. Uh, because uh, I believe that every film, no matter how stupid, uh, deserves to get talked about. Uh, <laughs> even, uh, even, even if it's not even good. You know, uh, I mean, uh, these are these are why these films are out there to be discussed, and uh, what th uh, what could be better about them, and that's what I hope uh, hope to encounter uh, with uh, Septim Sim here uh, uh, in the future. This will not be the last episode of us together, so uh, definitely check us out later tonight. Where uh, we'll be going on about Peter Benchley's The Beast. Uh, which was a made-for-TV movie, uh, and uh, there might be a couple of other reviews on some other adaptations of Les Miserables after this. So uh, stay tuned for, uh, for more uh, film discussions, and uh, uh, like and subscribe our channels. Um, uh, I'll give this one to you if you want to say anything more. Uh, I think you got it all covered, and I do appreciate uh, uh, this collaboration, and um, of course, introducing me to a very um, distinct and unique film. <laughs> and if any of you uh, out there doubt that I didn't think that I didn't fully appreciate the film, uh, you don't know me. <laughs> Besides, I, I, I've already bought the film, so uh, that, that fact alone. <laughs> Already, man. Well, uh, in any case, um, check this film out if you can. Um, it's definitely uh, bound to be uh, liked by some uh, one out there. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for more, and uh, this was fun. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm Larry, this is my brother Daryl, that's my other brother Daryl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>